Bedlam stories, scroll neen, curl thieve. Hi, my name is Molly Ayer. Welcome to Bedlam Stories. So far, this story has used the words brawleem, which I defined earlier as truth-making, and brakeen, which I defined as truth-saying. Both of these words have connections to power in the story. Um, in this final section, a new word for truth, and subsequently the concept of power, is introduced. It's the word bardim. This word is used to describe um, the concept of a truth that was already there and will always be there. Um, it's something that you can rely on, um, like gravity or seasons or the sun and the moon. Bardim is like the truth that you will always bleed red or that an orange tree will always grow oranges. Bardim is used four times in this section, and I've decided to just translate it into the word uh, into the English word truth, but it should be understood as emphatic truth, um, like something as undeniable as the laws of nature. Aramith will be talking about it in context of the nature of love. I should also mention here that the name love can literally be translated into the word love, and the concept of the person of love and the concept of love are inseparably linked for the Hamperdians. Uh, he is a figure in nearly all of their stories, present at the beginning of the world and even before the world. He is distant yet also accessible, always near a hill. He is a person to talk to, but also the concept of love itself. The next day come, and Aramith went to Moor. She asked, how you feel this day? He rolled to see her and to say, the wound improves. I will change the cloth, my lord. When you are well enough to walk, will to my house you come to have a meal there with me? Moore almost laughed. Do you try to poison me after all this time of healing and taking away the burning? Aramith said, no. I wish to finish healing and take away your redness. Now he did laugh. You may take away the wound and pus, but you may not have my redness. Aramith sighed. So you will not come for a meal? No, he said. The next day she came and asked the same, and the next, and the next. In the third week of her asking, when Moore could walk, she asked again, and Moore said, You will not let me rest until I have had food from your table. I will go tomorrow. Aramith gathered all the best food she could. A haunch of beef slow roasted in good juices, dried figs and cheeses, herbs to taste potatoes and roots she in the forest found. She got the plums and berries, wild honey and the mushrooms. She kneaded dough and pressed a pie and made a compote. She baked a bread and brought the thick and yellow butter. 
she poured the wine. And now arrived King Moore. She said, To Ska and Earth, you do bless me with food to eat, and yes, this one to share it with. And they did feast. And slowly, through all this time he had with Aramith, the red his eyes did begin become white again. She asked, Will you forsake your redness? Aramith, do you know what it is you ask of me? Moore said, his stomach round with her food. Yes, my lord. The people fear my redness. My redness is my truth-making. In fear, my truth-making is mighty. In deficiency, my truth-making fiddles needs. In war, my truth-making wins battles. In debate, it sways the people. He sipped her wine. More trust her, his enemy. Aramith say, The people despise your truth-making. They seek to make a truth-making more mighty. And this fills you with fear. Your truth-making makes wounds. Your truth-making is lonely and alone. Your truth-making has no end but your own glory. And it is alone and lonely. More look to his toes. I like to be alone. Aramith was tired. She wished to spit out spite, but still her fader's words she hear. You will come to another meal the next day. Leave now, I must clean and prepare. Moore bowed his head and left her house. His eyes were all confusion and fear, and the red returned when to his men he went. The next day came, and Aramith to the forest go to find for her the food and herbs the feast that night. In the while, Jono gathered with the people for to gain for them their justice. He yells, To more we go, to slash our swords, to see whose truth-making shall gain the day. Hurrah! They stormed the house of Ranmith with their anger and their fear and made more to bow before them place his hands before him and on his knees. His men looked on and helped them, for they were weary of the rule of Moore and no longer believed his truth to see him wounded. While Jono and his men took hold the house, Telmatah ran to Aramith, and out of breathing whisper, They have done it. Run to save the king they seek to kill with justice. Show them your forgiveness. I pray you say the truth, and it succeeds. For once you did forgive me, and it was very costly, and I knew my worth to you. To you I will listen, for to listen to you I hear loathe, and all he says is truth, and that is power lasting longer than the edge of swords and words. Ermith ran till she was weary. To the house her fader. She burst through the heavy doors amidst the shouting. She kneeled before the king in front of Jono. You must stop. This is my forgiveness, that you would take my life for his. 
Jono was astonished. Get up, Hermoth. We do not seek your destruction. You drink the wrong river. This one gives you death. Death upon death. May it end with mine. But it will not, unless you turn from redness. Accept this, my forgiveness, and take my life for his. If it is blood you must have for yours. She crawled forward and brought Jono's sword to her throat. And more began to weep. Him dropped from hands and knees and lie face and belly on the ground. To Aramith broken, he cries. Do you think my life is worth your own? I am your enemy. Yet you lavish me with what little you have, with healing and with meals. And now you seat before my feet your life. Why? Why? Aramith stared ahead at Jono and said, The truth I know, taught to me by Ranmith, taught to him by Love, bids me to stop this redness. Her words were more than words. It was this doing and this kneeling. And like the wedding shroud that sheds all of our pretending, Moore's boasting and truth-making tumbled down with shaking when with words and knees she pulled the cloth to show beneath was love. King Moore said at last, from on the floor flattened, undignified but glorious, Will you forgive me? I did slay your fader. Take your home and people. Banish you to a hovel. I took the best and gave the worst. I am vile in your reckoning. I repent of redness. Away from it I turn. I cannot undo it, but I am deeply sorry. And I want what is better than this bitter fear. And you have tasted me of different food and done of me a different truth. I have seen in glimpses what is good. Forgive me, Ranmith's daughter. Forgive me. I forgive you, my lord. Aramith stared at Jono. Will you also, Jono? He remembered all those years ago under the tree and dropped his sword and on his knees before her fell. Aramith, I do turn from redness. Show me your forgiveness. And she did. <laughs>